Welcome to another Griffith University podcast. Thank you for coming um, to this morning's um, seminar uh, by Professor Zhou Li from um, Renmin University in China. Zhou has been visiting us for two months and uh, he's leaving on the 5th of March. Zhou is a professor in the uh, School of Agricultural Economics and uh, Rural Development. Uh, his research in, uh, interests are rural finance, rural cooperatives, um, and food security and sovereignty. Uh, he's going to uh, give us a talk on the uh, free trade agreement between China and Australia and its impact on the farmers in both countries. I think uh, Joe will deliberate a little bit later on, but uh, I should mention here, uh, the, re the research by him and his research team um, has almost single-handedly delayed the conclusion of the FTA for like five or six years. So um, I would like to hear the story later. So I'll give it to Joe. Thanks. Thanks for coming. And uh, my English is not very good, so I pre uh, combined Chinese and English. So some, yeah... When I feel some uh, language problems, maybe Stephen can help me uh, translate. I, I just visited for uh, Australia for uh, one and a half months, and for 20 days traveling around. Mm -hmm. So I know uh, Australia a little bit, and uh, try to compare resources of Australia and China, and uh, draw a picture of, of the FTA. Uh, framework uh, and uh, its impact to the, uh, to the to the farming to the livestock farming uh, in Australia and in China. Uh, some background, you know, uh, before for thousands of years, the every country, every region's agriculture is self-sufficient because we cannot to to transport. Food from one place to thousands years away, thousands of uh, kilometers away. So, before there is local and inter-regional uh, trade of food, but the globalization lets the food uh, agriculture in, into the uh, global trade system. So, from this year, now. China and Australia FTA uh, will be uh, in effect, uh, taking effect. And the, the, two f uh, the farmers of two countries will eat at one table. This time I, 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 I have learned uh, Australians have an agricultural policy named single desk. Uh, it's just uh, for domestic uh, farmers to cooperate together. Uh, to negotiate uh, to uh, trade with foreigners. And now uh, the Chinese farmers and the Australian farmers uh, sit on the same table like us. On this new table, um, what happened will be the Australian family uh, farm, the farming way, and also uh, what's the impact to the, the Chinese, uh, if even the north part of China. Like uh, in the Mongolia, Qinghai, Tibet, and uh, uh, Xinjiang. Uh, you know, the place there is arid and semi uh, arid grassland. Uh, it's, the resources is, is uh, different from here. So, 
the herders uh, living under the circumstance uh, will be some impact. I, I talk about this uh, be, uh, based on the, the survey and uh, also the traveling. Uh, and three topics maybe, maybe we can discuss uh, after the, the, the PPT. One is the impact for Australia, uh, for the Australia and Australian agriculture and the farmers. They are still going, uh, still follow the path, get big or get out. And this time I, I, I learned, uh, uh, I, will try, uh, I will try to explain, get big or get out later. And it's just to sell the products, not service, not other things. They follow the, 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 oh, the same way. And for China, and the, if they continue its current downward spiritual uh, for an unsustainable track, uh, because we are, the, the, the cost is so is going higher, and uh, the labor uh, cost and the environmental cost is uh, heavier and heavier. So I, I take a small book. Uh, it's written by Chinese. It talk about the sustainable of, of the Chinese farming way. It's sustainable is a, a problem for China now. And how the, the Chinese farmers and the, 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 the herders uh, to uh, find a new way, uh, not just for sell products, and maybe they can sell service, or they can find a new way the alternative market of uh, social farming uh, is a new way for uh, the impact. Uh, this uh, maybe this uh, an, a kind of a adaptive way to face the challenge uh, of the FTA. So first, I will talk about my rural field works. Uh, rural, rural field works in China. Uh, you know. Uh, China have uh, 34 uh, administration, provincial administration, like state in uh, uh, Australia. And uh, every administration I have been uh, for Tibet and uh, Taiwan, uh, just one time. So other provinces, more than two or three times uh, for traveling, and uh, most uh, rural area I do some uh, service. Like Stephen have talked about, I care about three uh, fields. One is rural finance, one is food system and food safety, and one is uh, herdman's uh, living and the grassland development. And also I know a little bit about uh, Australia because of the uh, nearly 20 days traveling. First day we travel from Brisbane to the Bain Bay, uh, and from Bain Bay to uh, Port Macquarie, and then and the next day from Port Macquarie to Sydney, yeah. just for sightseeing, uh, and uh, very hurry. Yeah. And then from Sydney to Canberra, and from Canberra to Melbourne. <coughs> and on this road, we have seen some farmers 
farms uh, is quite different. Like this farm is in the Lake Georgia, it's near Canberra. And it's a lake. On the map, I see it's a lake. But <laughs> I cannot see a lake here. So I think oh, the Australian also face the water problem. Yes, short of water. So it's just uh, the lake is just left uh, a swimming pool like this. Now in Melbourne, uh, I do some visit. Uh, Alex English is my coordinator for this uh, visiting to rural uh, Australia, and Enjiang uh, Cheng is a Chinese, but uh, he studied in Australia and settled in Australia for more than twenty years, and. Uh, Sally Weller. The three professors helped me uh, a lot. Before, uh, Alex is a a professor in the university, but now he's a local governor. And in (coughs) Alex's (coughs) home, uh, we are being treated. Alex, my home, my my wife here, and my son, and uh, Alex's wife, and his son. And, And also, Enjiang and his, his wife, and we talked together, and and also visited Alex's father and his family. Yeah. So from Melbourne, after visiting from Melbourne, we we fly to Hobart, and from Hobart we fly back and see some, uh, also for sightseeing, but also have uh, seen some farms there. And after we back in Melbourne, so I and uh, Alex and me uh, visit the farms here. And it's 300 kilometers uh, from Melbourne, and northeast, northwest part. And the two farmers I I have visited, one is here and one is here. And also one NGO, BCG. Is bullshit cropping uh, crop. The one farmer named Aaron, and one is Peter and uh, Johnny. And we have we, uh, we have uh, know the PSG to is as a NGO to help uh, the farmers do the extension uh, workers and uh, 430 uh, paid farming uh, family members. And they do they doing uh, five kind of works and research and also doing some yeah uh, environmental works there. They told me they uh, they have s- seven uh, major inputs. It's a cost for uh, farming, include the fuel and, and labor and finance and insurance. Seven. And so I learned a lot from them. Uh, this is Anne, and Anne's assist, uh, assistant, and Alex and Anne. Anne has a farm. It's a three-generation genera- farm from 200 hectares to 4,000 and, 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 uh, and 200 hectares. And now he's doing a, he have, have four thousand and five hundred sheep uh, in one farm, and another farm is his brother, uh, 
joined the six orange and the five hundred uh, ships. You know, it's a big number for me for Chinese. You know, for, uh, Chinese, for uh, Chinese farmers, if they have four or five people, uh, maybe only two hundred to four hundred sheep for family farm. Very big, fast, <clears throat> and uh, also he focuses on cropping, yeah. and his brothers is responsible for the sheep. Uh, this is an another farm uh, location of ants. is uh, Mott Lake. The first, the first is here. Uh, the first one is located here, uh, Peachy, and we visit Peter and and uh, join his family. We have four thousand and five hundred hectares, and but the, the note haven't haven't have done, so I uh, cannot give the information in detail. From this uh, farm, we we are back into Castle uh, Marine to visit Alex family, uh, father family, and then back to Melbourne. From Melbourne to Orange, Orange is uh, in New South Wales. Yes. The northwest part, not New South Wales. So we visit a third farm, Terry's County. Uh, it's 500, 500, uh, 800 acres. And the rainfall is very good, 600. And he have 5,000 lambs, 500 cattle. He do crops. He, he and another person uh, is the two managers uh, of the whole Terry told us it's a country of okay. yeah, the whole country. And he, he do two rotations, rotations. Uh, he separated the, the, the farm into 120 uh, divisions and uh, doing the, the rotation for cropping, every six years for cropping, and uh, then other, another six years for, for shipping, uh, for, for grassland. And his farm is located here, and uh, we 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 are we are we are we are settled in the hotel of Molong. So Terry take us to visit his farm, and this is the machine of his farm, and it's a whole country of Terry, and Terry uh, take us to a, a small hill of his farm, and to look around everywhere. Uh, in your eyes, it's his farm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's really challenging. Yeah. My farming, uh, we imagine, yeah, yeah. it's a Chinese way. <laughs> so from Malone, we are back to Brisbane, uh, one thousand uh, kilometers for one day, back. And uh, on the roadside, I saw some farms of Sorghum. And all these farms I have learned is exported to China for wine, for wine, not wine, for, for alcohol. You know, Chinese drink alcohol, and not, not uh, the, the white wine. And also can see some uh, all kinds of meals. When we back to Brisbane, and we fly to Cairns and set sail, and then back, and saw some, and see some farmers of sugar. Sugar I also have other meetings for uh, the 
uh, to know some information, uh, include four professors in Griffiths, uh, two professors here, uh, or three professors <laughs> here. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and I know, uh, and I visited two tourist farms, uh, very small, uh, seven hectare farms uh, near Hobart. Uh, it's a fruit picking farm uh, to, to try to satisfy the, the, the Chinese visitors. <laughs> and also the Paradise County uh, is is in the Gold, uh, Gold Coast, yeah. And also doing some uh, research, uh, doing some doing some um, farm review and experience. Um, most often for for the Chinese. Also have an, another four friends help me to understand Australia. Uh, one is my neighbor. Golden Pole. They told me a lot about the, the Australian farming. And also, he's a software engineer. And three Chinese livestock uh, in the breeders. Uh, two days before, they visit Australia and uh, I give a talk. I have a talk with them, and uh, they have their opinion about the Australian and the China's uh, the livestock farming. So, summary for uh, visiting. And uh, I learned three words. One is to all. And, uh, and I just learned from Vicky this OC. OC. Also, I, I meet every Chinese will, take, uh, will talk about this word, to all. It's a Chinese image for the Australia. Yeah. Two. Two. Maybe you have three kind, different uh, kind of meetings. One is uh, uh, to lead to see how to pickish, pickish, yeah. No, the one is poor, and the one is maybe abundant for uh, the resources, uh, and also expensive for the price. Oh, uh, to all is some somehow the Chinese we call the the whole Australia is a village, Australia village, and also Brisbane the village we call the Butun. Brisbane village. Uh, this is a, a kind of rural uh, Australians uh, image in, in the Chinese eyes. And uh, the second word I learned is resources. Uh, resources quite uh, abundant. Uh, the size is big. It's equal to China minus Xinjiang and Gansu, uh, the, the, the whole country's size. The Queensland is the sixth uh, sub-national entity of the whole world, very big, and abundant for ships and for military, yeah, military, uh, ocean resources and area. And third word I learned is governance, uh, from the, the farm to local governance and to national, yeah, it's very good governance of Australia. And also I have some uh, the, the total image of the Australian agriculture <coughs> force is get big or get out. This is uh, uh, some uh, agricultural uh, economics talk, told me that for, for these thirty years uh, the, agri the Australian agriculture uh, department trying to to light the farmers to face the challenges of the the waters. Uh, trade. So, if you are not get big, uh, then 
you go away, the other one will take over and uh, to run this farm. So the farm is getting big and big, yeah, get big or get out. This is the first. And the, the second is for uh, for the living way is they live poor and they die rich. Yeah. Uh, every year their income is not very high, and from twenty thousand, uh, from seventy thousand to uh, one hundred and ten dollars. And but the the aside is needed. Now often I visit the, uh, the the farmers. Their machinery is one to five million, or three dollars. If they die, they have a lot of side. But they are living not so much income, so many income. And the, the third uh, is uh, the 地大物博, the vast size and abundant resources. And uh, compare with China, we call Chinese is also 地大物博, but we, we should change the word. It's limited, or very lim limited. Bo is weak, yeah, very limited resources. So I will concentrate about the resources and compare the resources of China and uh, Australia. So the thinking way influenced every Chinese and also every Australian's resources. It's quite different. The second part. I, I will go uh, fast for the second part because our time is limited. Yeah. And compare comparison of the grassland. Is the elevation of the Chinese, we have three uh, stages. One is the lower, and one is the highland. And one uh, is uh, 800 meters to 300 meters, uh, 300 meters for uh, this second. Okay. And for third, it's three, uh, to, three to four meters higher. It's capital highland. Now often we call the Chinese uh, resources Qi San Er Shui Yi Fen Tian. Seventy percent is mountains, twenty percent is water, and just one percent. Uh, uh, not 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 ten, ten, twelve. Twenty percent and under ten percent uh, is the arable So normally we have just twelve percent uh, arable land of the whole country. The elevation. And the elevation of Australia, and maybe it's tall, very right, tall here, and tall here, and other others is below 300, below 300 meters, often below 300 meters. So it's different. The temperature also different. So grassland of China is located not in the uh, the, the lower land is just in the higher land, uh, often above than 100 meters. Uh, here, 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 and uh, somehow it's above three thousand and uh, even four thousand meters higher. Now this is uh, 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 one professor in Tsinghua uh, doing this, Tsinghua University doing these resources and uh, the Mediterranean distribution of China and the grassland is, is here. And for this is for Australia. And the rainfall uh, is quite different. Uh, if you, 
uh, if it's the rainfall, annual rainfall is, uh, uh, is 800 uh, higher, it's moisture. Uh, and uh, it's below 200, it's array. And, uh, half array and half moisture. So 400 is, uh, is a main line for the agriculture and the grassland uh, in China and also in the whole world. So we may see uh, this, the, the 400, this is a 400 uh, mm, uh, how to see the Millimeter. Millimeters, yeah, line. millimeters. The, this is a 400 millimeters line. So we, we may see the all, almost all the grassland are below 400 millimeters. And also the Chinese often know they have a line of Heihe and Tangchong. This line. So 94% of Chinese population is lived in just the east part of China. And the west part of China is just 6% of the population. And, uh, Australia also have uh, the difference. Uh, most uh, rainfall is here, Cairns, near here. And uh, some is very dry, arid place. And the arid roll uh, covers 70% of the inland. And we can uh, take a look of in the Mong Mongolia for the grassland, and we, we see that this is a 400 uh, millimeters, uh, and uh, also 150, and uh, even 50. And all these places have the grassland, and they have to do uh, the stocks. So they have different uh, parts, and, uh, and the population of the, uh, the provincial of is a provincial level uh, in the Mongolia is uh, the whole Australia the population, uh, and their size is uh, less than uh, Queensland. Uh, Queensland is 1.8 uh, million kilometers, and. This is the most uh, richest place in China, uh, per capita. And for uh, grassland, for forestry, and for arable land, uh, is, uh, ranks the number one uh, of China, Chinese. But it also the, the results compared with Queensland or with uh, Australia is quite limited. So we may see that this is a Queensland uh, the rainfall. Uh, so, if we compare the Indo Mongolia and the Queensland, we, and we find uh, the, the Indo Mongolia's rainfall is just uh, around this side, it's just like this side of Queensland, the whole Indo Mongolia. So, we are just used uh, not very good land for grass uh, and uh, the good land for farming for crops have to feed so many population. So the population of Queensland is just 4.75. Yeah. Okay, so the north part of China is often the Gobi Desert. And, and uh, the Inner Mongolia, one part of Inner Mongolia is Xilin Hot. Xilin Hot is a league, is a, is a legal, like the cantilever, uh, not cantilever, it should be the local government level uh, of the Australian 
So also have different kind of pastures. Maybe time is limited. I cannot come. Yeah, just talk about the the variability is very yeah very high, and Guodongbu how to say variability volatility volatility. And we also compared with uh, uh, the the Inner Mongolia and uh, with Texas of uh, the U.S. Uh, and I find that this is Texas rainfall and this is Inner Mongolia, it's quite higher than Inner Mongolia. And also the the years, uh, every month uh, for rain, so it's concentrated in Inner Mongolia and uh, is uh, average uh, in Texas. And also the 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 bear bear yeah. and uh, we find is uh, the Chinese uh, the the Indo Mongolia and also the, the Chinese grassland is a severe unbalanced ecosystem because it, uh, the changing uh, rate is quite high and I I, I have no data of uh, the, the whole Australia so I I haven't done the work compare Australia and uh, China. I found some part is uh, looks like uh, some is different. So the groundwater uh, usage, so the, the surface water is not enough, so we have to use groundwater. So this time I went and visit Australia, I find uh, seldom ir- ir- irrigation yeah, of Australia, but it's very common in China. Even 2,000 years before, we have some irrigation like Zheng Guoqu and, uh, and uh, Du Jiangyan yeah, in Qin Dynasty, the first emperor. Yeah, we have the irrigation. We have to do irrigation because we lack of water. So um, like the, the Hebei, Henan, Beijing, Shanxi, and Inner Mongolia, the groundwater supply is half yeah, the, of, the, of the demand. So these are the water supplies and all the water flow business. So I also give a little uh, comparison of the population and the farm outline. The population uh, and agricultural population, and the arable land, and the farms, and farm number, uh, average size. And we, we should compare with the average size. The per labor of Australia is one hundred uh, is more than one hundred hectares and just zero point three hectares per labor in China. So it's three hundred and eight two times. So it's quite different. We call Chinese Di Da Wu Bo, it's quite limited. Maybe the population, the huge population is really and uh, history I will not talk about. So, and also the uh, resources, I will not. Okay. Give a small, give a summary. The huge per uh, capita resources and uh, arable uh, characters and uh, difference of Australia and China. And maybe it's hundreds of times and even thousands of times uh, the difference. So the Australia is riding on the ship's back. Uh, we are not riding on the ships. We are fight for survival. It's a Chinese way. Uh, we call it the Hu just for agriculture, just for survival, uh, for the farmer's survival, for the whole uh, nation's survival.
but we put uh, these two different resources, agriculture, together. Uh, same thing. So it's FTA. From, so I will talk about the FTA and the single task. The three structure of all the agriculture is importing. It's starting from the colonies system. And now 75% of agriculture products is for import of Australia. And after 1980s, we have deregulation in China, in America, in UK and also in Australia, deregulation. And after deregulation, the globalization of the finance of the agriculture also included. And before, Australia have a single desk policy. And the farmers organized into different kind of board, like the weak board, wool board, and the Queensland sugar board, and the barley board, there is single dice, and even. So they can negotiate together. And for domestic trade and for the international trade. But now it's declined. And the same story happened in Canada also. They have the single desk policy also. And they moved from 2011 years and also happening in Australia now. So the domestic market, the farmers have to rely on two supermarkets, one Coast and one Walmart. And uh, have an alternative choice for, for uh, the Melbourne and for Tasmania and for Victoria and Tasmania they have uh, cooperatives named Murray Goldburn. Murray Goldwyn, yeah. The over 35% of the nation's milk supply, Murray Goldwyn. So it's for a domestic. And also, uh, Australia introduced foreign investment since 1990s, uh, overseas investment from UK, US, Japan, EU, and China. And most recently, uh, news is Zhongliang Jitan, Costco, buy 50 dairy farms uh, in Victoria for milk, uh, milk powder uh, exported to China. Now, a lot of voice about this kind of buy. So the free trade agreement of Australia uh, from 1980s uh, have the first Australia to uh, New Zealand, and then have 10 free trade uh, agreement to other countries. And, and the most recent is uh, China, Australia free, free trade agreement. The free trade means uh, we removed all, all the barriers, or most of the barriers of the trade, and trying to sit on the, uh, the same table. So the Chinese Farmers, farm, uh, farmers, and the Australian farmers sit on the same table. 
and all the, the tariffs, the tariffs of the milk, uh, dairy products. Dairy products, yeah. Dairy products will be uh, reduced to zero uh, for four to eleven years, and uh, for the milk milk, milk powder, powder. Uh, from fifteen percent to zero, and beef. Uh, 12 to 25 to 0 for 9 years. For uh, lab, 23% to 0 for 8 years. And also for barley, for uh, uh, beef, and for other things. So the, the, the two countries, uh, the two farmers, uh, two countries' farmers, is eating at the same table now from this year. So we are trying to know the Australian's uh, influence in to China for agriculture. This uh, export of Australia to China. Uh, I, I haven't found the recent number. It's uh, uh, 205 years before. And this is a Chinese import, export to Australia for agricultural products. It's quite different. And this is a different uh, uh, things. The, the first one, the first one is a wool products, W-O-O-L. And the second is a green. The second is green. And the third is uh, all kinds of meat and, and the dairies. <coughs> so, uh, I just uh, uh, take the questions out and uh, we will talk about the last uh, uh, the discussion about the way for Australia and for China. And it's free trade, uh, but we know it's not fair trade. Uh, free, not fair. And I call it a kind of new Roman color, colors. Close. Uh, uh, it's a kind of fight for survival uh, because it's battles between humans and animals and human, humans between the strong and the weaker. Uh, maybe the Australian farmers is stronger, a little bit stronger, and not all the Chinese farmers are weaker. And some, and most of them, uh, compared with, compared with the, 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 common, the resources, is unarmed and unprotected. And also some big capitals, you know. Uh, maybe it's a kind of animals, <laughs> yes. big corporations. This is called uh, the, the logic of uh, the colonies. Is, uh, and when I visit Roma, they told me it's most uh, vitamin, vita it means you die, I live. If you cannot die, <laughs> I cannot live. And also the, the, the visitors or the, the emperors can decide which one will live, which one will die. If you swim up, you live. Go down, you die. So this is a kind of competition. And I show a, a, a few pictures of Inner Mongolia I take. Uh, Inner Mongolia, it is in the county of Shilingolo in Mongolia. This is a labor. Uh, in the morning, they all gathered in the street uh, corner and waiting for someone to hire them. 
to give some small, uh, just 100 Chinese, uh, Chinese dollars, it should be just 10, 20, yeah, 20 dollars per day, yeah, 20 dollars per day for salary to do the hard work. Yeah. And uh, this uh, kind of, uh, uh, in the Mongolia's uh, uh, herders, this is uh, the house of the, of the, and the house inside. And uh, we have to do some calculations of uh, farm families' uh, income and, uh, and the cost. It's the whole income of the uh, 2009, I visit uh, the, the, the farmers. The, the total income is uh, about uh, 12 to 15 thousand uh, Australian dollars. And for all the uh, costs, the production costs, all kinds of costs, I kicked, I, I it's uh, almost 11 thousand. And for the living, for the family living, yeah, the whole family the life cost is uh, uh, 7.6, sorry, one year, five family members. So we, we, we can compare, it's not so yeah, so high. So we, if we do the, the calculation, we find that it's, it's in the debit, debt. Uh, it's just minus two, 3.6, sorry, Australian dollars in 2009. And it's not, it's not every uh, farmers in in Mongolia is like this way. It's nearly forty percent. Uh, it's below the poverty rate. The the poverty rate is two, is below two hundred lambs per family. Two hundred. So uh, last year, my student, one of my students, uh, to do service in, in Mongolia and find. Uh, the, the farmers there, 95.6 percent are in debt. They have to take loans, and uh, also some do the usury, and, and more than half the families do the usury. And the usury rate, the interest rate is 24 to 35 percent. So before the FTA, they are. They are living uh, a very low, and uh, uh, it's hard for them. Uh, and after FTA, uh, a new challenge they will face. So uh, this uh, is the thing, the story I care about. So for a lamb, uh, you know, uh, the Inner Mongolia just uh, uh, sell a lamb for six months lamb uh, outside, because they cannot afford to to take the lambs for one year or two years. When they have the, the natural grass, grass they, they can have the lamb. When the natural grass is, it, is eating out, they have to sell it. So for one lamb, they separate one lamb into uh, five different parts to sell it. And uh, uh, six hands from the Shepherds from the herders to the to the downstream uh, industries. Yeah, downstream industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the lamb industry of China. So have to uh, 
to do a lot of uh, uh, works. And uh, we uh, think of, we also think about who is free, uh, it's not labor, you know. When the FTA between the Australia and the China, the labor cannot freely go here and there, but just the capital. The capital can do. The capital can do and uh, can transport the products and the services. So the freedom of capital. So you have no choice. So three topics we, we are talk about for Australia. The way it's get big or get out. For China it's all still following the downside, the downward spring you to to let the salary that the wages getting lower and the outer environment uh, being over overuse will be overuse and uh, what's the more choice of Chinese farmers uh, I, I, I've seen that maybe two kind of possible uh, choice for the Chinese farmers we are the first is possible ways to sell your service they cannot just sell just sell products if you just sell products no survive so in Chinese in China farmers is Less than five percent only sell products. They can keep their family alive. So all the farmers have to combine the first and the second and the third industry sector in one farm, and just one small family, a small size piece of land. Is the government also encouraging the farmers doing like this way, like the Ministry of Agriculture in China? So the farmers have to sell products and also sell their labors and also sell their services. So it's a kind of treasure of airmen. So every Chinese farmer have to do like this way. This is kind of it's a new way out for them. And they are facing uh, these challenges maybe more than 20 uh, years and they are trying to do a new new way. And another way uh, is uh, alternative market system uh, maybe we need. And not an open market, it's a closed market, it's a steady market. It means you have a, like a community supported agriculture. It's a community will be a steady bear for the farmers, family, uh, they can link it together. So it's a, a kind of new way uh, happening in the U.S. states and in Europe, uh, in Japan, and also in China for these 10 years now. And the next market, like the, the, the honeybee, to cooperate together for the consumers and the farmers. This means a kind of market uh, with boundary. Uh, they have to do close relationship and uh, responsible for each other. Also, some bank club. This is Thanks. Thanks. For more Griffith University podcasts, go to www.griffith.edu.au forward slash podcasts.